Women Abroad, be inspired by women who find their true selves living abroad. Hello and welcome on my podcast, Women Abroad, with me, Françoise Fallis. This interview podcast is a space for women from around the world to talk about their experiences of living and working abroad. For my 22nd episode, I welcome Joana Silva Carrera. Joana is a Portuguese early career woman and a singer currently living in Luxembourg. She first spent six months in Belgium and six other months in the US. Her outgoing personality and open-minded worldview have made it easy for her to adapt abroad. Having friends you can relate to and trust when living abroad is sometimes like having a family away from home. If study or work assignment is the reason for your move abroad, finding a hobby outside of work can bring balance to your life. What you need to be fulfilled may also become clearer during your trip abroad. Joanna is exploring all these topics with us now. Let's get to know her. Hello, Joanna. Hello, Francoise. How are you? I'm good, thank you. What about you? I'm very good. I'm very good. Thank you. I'm very pleased to host you today on my podcast, Women Abroad. Thank you for accepting my invitation to share some of your experience of living and working abroad. That's very kind of you. You've got, I think, a very interesting story to tell us today. But let's start by the beginning. Tell us a bit about yourself and your journey abroad and what initiated your first departure. So first of all, th thanks for having me and for the invitation. I'm I'm also very happy to be here uh, speaking to you. Um, so I'm I'm from Portugal uh, originally, um, and I've lived in Portugal for for a lot of years. I was born there. I studied there, uh, and then the first opportunity I had to move abroad uh, for a couple of months was during university times. Um, so I had the chance to uh, go on the Erasmus program, which is quite common in Europe. And I went to Belgium. So I stayed six months uh, in Liège doing my master thesis at the time for this Erasmus uh, program. So that was really my first uh, experience uh, of living uh, abroad. I really enjoyed it. Of course, times are very different when you are at university. Um, and it was um, of course, to study. And although I was writing my master thesis, it was a quite relaxed uh, time of my life. I met a lot of people. I spoke a lot of French for those six months that I was there. Did you know French at for arriving in, in Belgium? Yes, yes. So we have French in school uh, in Portugal. And then I also I did like a semester of French also at, at university before I went to Belgium because I knew I would have to, to speak French. Um, but to be honest, like the first week uh, that I was in Liège, uh, I, st I stayed at a um, student's uh, residence. And I remember that my first week I was in the kitchen, just getting to know uh, my friends and my colleagues. And I, I really struggled with the French. You know, I had all, all these classes in university before and I've learned this school, but it's very, very different when you actually have to, to speak and to listen and True. there's in no other language. Life. Exactly. There's no other language that you can use because everyone was speaking French. Of course, we could speak English uh, once in a while, but the majority of the time it would be French. And I remember being super lost my first week there and I could not understand a thing that 
about what people were saying. So I really struggled, but I, I feel, yeah, it was fast for me to adapt and to be able to then understand a bit better the French. And at some point I was also speaking very fluently. Uh, it's a pity now because I haven't uh, spoken um, a lot of French since then. So I feel I'm a bit uh, rusty with my French. Um, but yeah, so Liège in Belgium was my first uh, abroad experience. Uh, some years later, uh, and also uh, because of my studies, I was doing a PhD uh, also in Portugal. And the program was a joint program uh, with MIT in Boston. So I also moved to Boston for a semester for six months. Again, a completely different experience, very different culturally, um, very far away. Uh, sure. But uh, I, I also loved it uh, a lot. Again, it was... Uh, very enriching uh, experience for me with the people I've met, with the, the professors I've worked with. Because again, since I was doing my PhD, I had to work with some professors for the for the time that I was there. And it's kind of a whole uh, different world. And then at some point after the PhD, I got the opportunity to, to come to Luxembourg, which is where I currently live. And I've been here for five years and a half. And I can tell you that time flies. I never thought I would be five years in Luxembourg, um, to be honest, when I first came. What was your first impression when you arrived in Luxembourg? Yeah, maybe it's actually better to tell you about my my impression before coming, right? Because before uh, coming, so I applied for an internship uh, in Amazon and I knew it was going to be a six months time. Again, very similar to what I've done in Liège, what I've done in Boston in terms of time-wise. So for me, it was really something that would be six months and then I would be going back to Portugal um, before coming. Um, that was my idea. But then um, I just came and I, I sometimes I don't even know how to explain, but I, I made friends very easily. I really enjoyed the city. Um, I find it's very international, very welcoming. And I really felt at, at home uh, for those six months that I was here. And then I decided to stay uh longer and yeah it has been five years and a half now mm -hmm. what made you realize that you felt at home i think for me it was really the people uh i feel that when people move abroad a big part um that we leave behind is the is the family and friends right so i feel sure. it's very important and for me personally it's very important to have a support system, a group of people that I can trust and that I then I feel uh, good with, and I can be social and go um, party or you know for a coffee or for a walk or travel. Um, so for me, I feel it's really the people part that makes me feel at home here. Were the people you met at Amazon, or did you find your friends? Yes, yes. So in, in Amazon, I feel. Exactly. So I met uh, already some friends in Amazon. Actually, when I came uh, for the internship, I had a friend also from Portugal already living and working in Amazon too. Uh, and she was living already here. So I managed to go live in the same house as uh, as her, which for me was also very good because I, I felt uh, very at home again because I, I knew her, right? So I feel the fact that I had a friend already here, at least one person, it made my life also easier. So I didn't come uh, like I didn't know anyone. And then, of course, I made friends uh, in Amazon during the internship. I feel interns because they're younger, maybe, and less responsibilities. 
they're just more social, I guess, and more relaxed at work. So it was quite easy to make some friends among the interns. And of course, then some other people that I was working with or they were in my team, but I was not working directly with them. It was very interesting to see that it really didn't matter where people are from or what type of work they're doing here. Uh, I, I, I created a lot of... Uh, I ended up having a lot of very good friends that are very different from me with completely different backgrounds. And besides work, I always try to have uh, hobbies. In my case, um, I've always been uh, singing in choirs throughout my life. Uh, and I feel like every time I've been abroad, I always try to find a choir so I can sing and, of course, meet new people. Um, and that's what happened also in Luxembourg. So I joined Voices International, not initially when I arrived, because initially I came in a time of the year that they were not accepting any more people to sing. So I joined a bit later. And I've been also in the choir for the five years, and I've made a lot of friends in the choir too. So I feel it's important, of course, to meet people at work. But for me, uh, I need to have other people outside work, right? Because if not, even the conversations and the and the time that you meet people, you meet people at work. And then when you leave work, ideally, I feel like I need to meet people outside work and not see the same people every day. In, in the contacts you make here in Luxembourg, do you speak English? Or because there is a large Portuguese community in Luxembourg, did it make it easier for you to adapt when you arrived? You said that you first met a Portuguese lady living in the same, sharing the same apartment as you. But did the fact that there was a larger community impact your adjustment? Uh, actually, I, not really. When I came, I had a very good friend of mine already living here and she was Portuguese. Uh, I met a couple of other Portuguese people that I got along with. But uh, again, like now, I, I have no Portuguese friends here. So I know the community is big. I, I hear people speaking Portuguese all the time in my day-to-day. -day. Uh, when you go to the supermarket, on the bus, it really doesn't matter. There's Portuguese people everywhere in Luxembourg. But uh, in reality, I don't have any Portuguese friends. And that, that's why I think it's actually amazing in the sense that it doesn't really matter where you come from, right? Um, and that's what you like in Luxembourg. Yes, I like it a lot. And for me, I feel it, it opened a bit my horizons, right, in that sense. And, and because I started hanging out with a lot of people that are not Portuguese. Um, and there, there are some differences, of course, uh, from, from different countries, different cultures. Um, but for me, it was, was really incredible to see that I could be best friends with someone like from India or from the United States or from the Philippines or and not only let's say European countries that could be a bit closer in term, in cultural terms uh, to Portugal um, but again the community uh, of Portuguese people here in Luxembourg I, I see it I, I on my day-to-day -day, all the time but uh, it just didn't happen that uh, I ended up um, hanging out with a lot of Portuguese people. I mean, it was not on purpose, I guess. Uh, it just it just didn't happen. We, we can't really speak about um, culture shock in your case, can we? Not really. Or maybe in US or maybe in Belgium, you experienced it more. Yeah, I think maybe the, the US, it, it's, it's quite different, I feel. Uh, also, like they're, they're very open about everything. You see a lot of different people. Again, like you go on the subway and there's people with blue hair or, I don't know, like um, dressed in a way that you would never, for instance, see in Portugal or you would, you would see less in Portugal. So I feel there's so much diversity. And in Luxembourg? In Luxembourg, I would say there's also 
some diversity, but I, f- I feel I, I, I've noticed more when I was living in the, in the United States. Of course, in Luxembourg, what you see, it's a lot of people from different countries. Everyone from Europe, there are a lot of similarities. And even if, not, if they're not from Europe, I feel, um, and that's why I also think it was easy for me to adapt and to make friends because a bit like it doesn't really matter where you come from. A person is a person. You're very open-minded and very sociable person. So for you, maybe it was easier to connect with others as you had already been exposed to, to living and studying abroad. But imagine people coming from out of Europe. How do you think they could experience a culture shock in Luxembourg? I, I feel that actually in Luxembourg, the cultural sh- shocks should be less or smaller than in other countries in Europe. And that's because there's a huge international community. So I feel that even if people coming from Asia, from the States, there's already a lot of people from Asia and from the United States living here. So if they want to find a community of people that are from their own countries, I feel it should be quite easy to do it. The same with me and in Portugal, although I, again, like I'm not very in touch with my Portuguese community here. For instance, I had a friend living in the, in the Netherlands and I remember she actually said, and she's Portuguese, right? So she went from Portugal to the Netherlands. And she, I remember she mentioning that it was hard for her to adapt because people will not even, I mean, they, they could speak English, of course, but like in their day, day to day, they would be more speaking Dutch instead of, instead of English. And I feel the same sometimes even in Portugal. Like if you have a, a group of friends that it, there's, it's only Portuguese people. And then if there's someone, a foreign person Not coming. Spider. Yes, exactly. Even for me, when I was living in Portugal, I don't think I ever had friends that were from abroad, right? So I feel there's different countries where that shock could be a bit bigger and, and, um, and the time to adapt uh, or, or the circumstances could be a bit different from Luxembourg. It definitely changes your perspective, being a foreigner somewhere. Yes, you exactly. from a completely different look. Yeah, and that's why I, I I usually say I'm a bit biased about uh, Luxembourg and, and, and my experience of living abroad because, again, it's such an international community. The, the places I've worked, the people I've worked with, the choir, the, I did a bit of volunteer work here and there. I met friends of friends. And yeah, it's the I don't even have enough fingers in my hands to count the number of uh, countries uh, mm. where the people I've met come from. Um, so I really feel it's it's completely different uh, from uh, from another European country, for instance. I understand. I understand. Very unique. Exactly. Place here. And uh, almost like a hub. Yes. <laughs> a cosmopolitan yes. hub. What is your perception of people in Luxembourg? Do you think there are things that, that can be said, things that you should avoid to say, behaviors to adopt? Luxembourgish people. Luxembourgish people, as far as you, according to your perception, as far as you know them. I I know a couple of them. Again, not a lot. Uh, we as a as a funny joke sometimes uh, among my friends we call the Luxembourgish people unicorns because they are a bit hard to find, you know. Um, because since I live here again, I've met a couple of them, um, but again, not a lot, right? Because of the the super big international community, and also because that's where I am, right? I'm more on the international side of the of the country, let's say it like that. But other than that, for, for the Luxembourgish people that I've met, um I don't think there's there's any issues or or things that we cannot say. I feel they're very welcoming. Uh I mean 
you can just think about that the country itself, it accommodates so many foreign people, right? It also has to be okay for the Luxembourgish people to to have a country like that, right? They know it's a, it's a very international community here. So I've always felt very welcome um, by them. Well, between Western Europe and the US where you also studied, where would you say it's most comfortable and easy to live and find your place in society and at work as a young foreign woman? I, I didn't have a lot of trouble in both places, but maybe I would say I feel it was actually easier for me when coming to Luxembourg. Uh, because again, although in the United States, I also uh, found uh, international community, it was a lot of also uh, American people, more people that are from um, that nationality, you might have some some issues uh, adapting even to the to the way the companies work or to the way professionally people are uh, or you are expected to behave professionally. Again, here in Luxembourg, I didn't I didn't felt it that much because again, when I joined Amazon, a lot of people from different countries I was working with, right? So, um, and then in the United States, I had a bit of more contact with students because it was for my for my PhD and even even the professors. Um, but I, I also felt that the United States, at least from my experience, they were also very open uh, with foreign people. Even I remember that my professor, he was originally Greek, uh, but living he he was living in the, in the United States for many many years. Uh, so yeah, I, I, even in the United States, you have you have a very big uh, international community. So from my experience, I, I don't, I didn't see that many differences, but I feel also maybe because of the stage of life that I was when I came to Luxembourg, I felt it was a bit easier maybe to adapt here. Uh, do you think the, the notion of space matters? Luxembourg is a very small territory. So all a big international community is really, really concentrated in a very small area. Yes. Uh, do you think it, it matters in comparison with US that is a very bigger country? It's reassuring to some extent. Yes. It can definitely have an impact, right? Because as you said, you come here, it's a small quite small city. Everyone is concentrated in a mostly in the city. Um, and it's it's easier to meet, it's easier. And of course you will have if you think like percentage wise, um, of course you will have like maybe the percentage of international people here would be way bigger than in the US because as you said, then it's a huge area for the United States of America. Although like, because I was in Boston, again, I feel the international community is big. They also had a very big uh, Portuguese community there, which I interacted a bit too. So yeah, it's always interesting. And you, you worked in a multinational company and how did they welcome new expatriates? As you said, um, international yes. community is really big. So many people expats coming from everywhere in the world come to work yeah. as interns or or managers or whatever the position yes yes i felt i felt amazon was was very welcoming also in that sense again there's there's so many people i feel there's not even a space for them not to be welcoming right they're hiring hiring people from everywhere in the world so um and usually people they move uh they changed their lives completely to move to Luxembourg for the job, right? That that was also what happened with me. I, I came for the opportunity of working here and I had to move from Portugal. And some a lot of the people come with the families, uh, husbands, wives, kids. Um, so it's a, it's a very big change. 
and I feel in Amazon, there, there's a lot of like even programs and, and they organize a lot of um, events that can also minimize uh, the, the way people adapt and the way people um, are seen and welcomed here. Um, again, it's usually there's always a group in Amazon which can be like Portuguese in Amazon or Indian people in Amazon or there's a lot of those groups. So people, if they they are interested uh, in meeting new people and um, having different different experiences, um, that can definitely help. And then I feel like the, the the teams are very very multicultural. So it's also very interesting to see like how you work with the with different people from different backgrounds, not only like professional backgrounds, but also cultural. They they contributed to build a community so that people have the feeling of working yes. in, in some sort of community. Exactly. Away from home. I feel also like the individual people need to be interested in that and sure. trying to find it, to find those groups and those, those communities, because yes, they, they do exist inside Amazon and also outside Amazon. Um, but inside Amazon, I feel it's very, there's a lot of like internal communication available uh, and ways of, of of reaching out to people. And it's usually very, very easy to to get in touch with people that are similar or come from similar backgrounds or have similar interests. I remember that uh, for a time that I was more into plants and I wanted to get more plants and I started having more plants at home Um there was even a group for like plantaholics or something like that. So, really? <laughs> yes. Something that was, again... Like-minded was... people. <laughs> exactly. <Well. laughs> so you could very easily send out an email that goes to the Luxembourg Amazon Luxembourg community and find people. Even I remember some friends going, they wanted to practice their French. So they were asking for people to go for lunch and to just speak French. So it's really, yeah, I think there's a lot of space for that. Uh, but but people need to be interested in that, right, and look for that. There is a real connection between work and, and life, and the, the company contributes to build activities that can connect people out of work so that they can socialize and, and get adjusted faster in their new, new environment. Yes. What is it like to work? Did you work with a multicultural team? Yes, I had different people uh, from different uh, countries in my in my team. Like a lot, a lot of French, actually, some Spanish, some Indian, Pakistan, to uh, Italians, people from all different places. And does working in a very international environment level out cultural differences? You think? I think you can have some. Of course, it's inevitable, right? Like because people have, especially if they. Of course, you can have people that are from different countries and then the entire professional life was actually in, in not in their home country. And it was, for instance, already in Europe or in the United States or. Yeah, I think you can see differences. But I also, to be honest, I, I don't like to put people, let's say, in boxes uh, just because sure. of the country they come from, because you can see some maybe similarities or some traces of the way differences exactly of the way they work. But you can also see people from the exact same country that work in a completely different way. So I feel that that way, like the, the way we have to adapt to that, it's less focused on the on the culture and on the country where they're from and more like about the way they work. You mean their differences did not impact your good working together? I feel that in the majority of the cases, it's really not something that would impact that much. At least, again, like from my personal experience. 
Interesting. And the fact that you all spoke English at yes. work probably helped. Exactly. But that, to be honest, that can also be a challenge because sure. of the accent. The accent sometimes, even if everyone speaks English, it can be very hard to understand <laughs> what people are saying. I can Especially tell you, over the phone. <laughs> exactly. And I can tell you a very funny story. Like I remember one, like my first week in Amazon as an intern, and I was already trying to understand everything that was happening right in my team and what I was supposed to do and a lot of new concepts, a lot of new information. And I go into this meeting with two French guys. One of the guys, I really, I could not understand almost anything that he was saying. And of course, he was speaking English, right? But it was just, the accent was so strong that I was really struggling. And it was a face-to-face -face meeting. So I really struggled to understand what he was saying. But of course, I remember that after a couple of weeks, I knew you get used to it. And I, I knew already the way he was speaking. Um, and I could understand a bit better already, even if the accent was strong. And so what the did accent you do? part... Did you ask him to repeat or to ref did you rephrase what he said to be sure you had understood? To be honest, <laughs> I was there in the meeting just to listen. Um, and it was one of my first meetings, right? So I didn't I didn't ask him almost anything. I think I then I spoke to my manager about the meeting just to clarify some of the things. Um, but I didn't I didn't ask him at the time, no. no. I, I think I feel if it was now, it would have been different. But, I mean, I was an intern, just arrived in Luxembourg with not a lot of experience and not a bit uncertain of what you could exactly, do exactly <laughs> exactly but it was a that was a funny a funny story and of course after a couple of weeks I was already way better at it and and, and I managed to understand almost everyone even with the different accents so that's also a good thing uh, it's interesting also about Luxembourg right because we all or almost everyone speaks English but then it can actually be hard to understand people when if the accents are very, very strong. Yes, and an accent is one aspect of two interlocutors speaking a foreign language, but also the words are not used the same way and uh, they don't mean the same for everyone sometimes. Exactly. And sometimes it can be really misleading, very confusing with false friends and that kind of things that can happen. Well, <laughs> and and... What could be done, according to you, to empower more women working abroad? I would say that uh, first, it should start at the, at the opportunities, right? Um, I feel that uh, we still live in, in a world that uh, opportunities uh, um, for men and women are not exactly the same uh, professionally. Uh, so I feel there's, there's still a lot of work to be done uh, there. Because, of course, if we have uh, more people, more women in, in high positions in the companies, for instance, um, that can change uh, a lot of things. So I would say that maybe that would be the first point I would, uh, I would point out. I would say exactly. And then, I mean, again, like related to that, uh, even opportunities, uh, even outside work, right? We have so many women that are doing uh, great jobs and, and are great professionals. Uh, and sometimes we know that uh, they don't get the same opportunities outside for professionally, like outside the companies or even inside the companies, uh, salary-wise. Uh, we know there's a long way to go in terms of that. But uh, I guess that podcasts like yours, Francoise, can also help a bit there. So you give voice to, to young uh, women living abroad and we can discuss our experiences and maybe inspire some other women uh, also to go abroad and pursue the dreams. 
this is one of the goals of my podcasts. That's for sure. Thank you for mentioning it, uh, Joanna. What is the best quality you think that women should have or develop when living abroad? Okay, that that's a hard one. I think it depends on also on the personality. Sure. But I would say definitely not giving up in 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 knowing that even if a specific path can be a bit hard and with a lot of obstacles and and things to, that we struggle with, uh, usually it's worth it uh, at the end of the day. So not giving up and being persistent um, and believing in their own dreams uh, and really. F- Knowing that, um, again, it doesn't matter if we're women, we should try to follow the dreams and work for them. So I would say being persistent, because again, I I don't think it can be for everyone to move abroad and and to live uh, in a completely different country. Although, again, I feel I'm quite lucky with the experience I had uh, specifically in Luxembourg. Um, It was quite or fairly easy for me to adapt but even though I feel that it's not it's not for everyone, right? So I would say actually Luxembourg. I always say it's a it's a good country to go abroad if 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 anyone feels like it. Um, I feel it it should be one of the maybe easiest ones. You deal with a lot of things. We do, we have to deal with professionally, personally, um, both levels. Uh, we have to handle everything, bureaucracy about moving to a different country salary, taxes. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things. And of course, these things also happen if people do not move abroad. But then if you have like, you're not speaking your own language, you're not native in the language. Uh, again, you work with so many and you, you contact with so many different people. So many other challenges to face. Exactly, exactly. So I would say being persis- persistent and, and dream, uh, dream big, maybe something like that. <laughs> That's great. And working abroad, you would say the same qualities? persistent too? Uh, Yes, definitely. Yes, yes. Outside of your work, you you mentioned earlier that you are very passionate about singing and you have been singing for a long time. You started singing when you were quite, quite young, I think in Portugal. Yes. How did it happen when you moved first to Belgium, to US, and to now to Luxembourg. Did you have the opportunity to sing? What did it bring you in your life yes. as a woman living abroad? So yes, uh, as you mentioned, I, 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 I've been singing in choirs for a long, long time. I think I started when I was 10 years old in Portugal in a children's choir. And I just feel it has been part of my life since ever. I remember that when I left the children's choir when I was 18, because of course I was already 18 years old and I could not continue there. I knew that I was going to find another choir. So I got another choir um, at university. And then even while I was in Portugal, I managed to sing, uh, to be singing in two different choirs, one at university and one more classical, a symphonic choir. And then for me, it was very natural um, when I was living abroad that I wanted to find a choir because it has been uh, a hobby for such a long time. Um, and I just enjoy it a lot. So I knew for me, it's very important to have stuff outside work to do because if not, you can get into a loop of just thinking about work and just worrying about work and just have friends from work. And for me personally, I don't feel that doesn't fulfill me entirely. So when I was living in Belgium, um, I searched for a choir there and they had a university choir too, but um, logistically, it was very hard for me. It was very far away from the place I was living to go to the rehearsal, so I didn't manage to sing with them. 
But then uh, in Boston, I had a choir. I was at the singing with the MIT concert choir, and I did a couple of concerts with them. It was a lot of fun. Again, I met a lot of people, mostly students, but it was very, very good. And then again, when I came to Luxembourg, I knew since the beginning that I wanted to sing. So I just found Voices International. I think it was the first choir that popped up in my Google uh, search. I joined it and I've been there since uh, since the beginning. Uh, at some point, I also joined a second choir here in Luxembourg just for a small uh, season, Christmas season, just for a specific uh, concert um, because I was missing a bit of the symphonic uh, pieces that I used to do in Portugal. I, I'm very happy singing, as you, as you mentioned. And I know that wherever I go, if I go back to Portugal, if I move to another country, I don't know. I, I can be anywhere. I know I will always try to have a choir to sing that I know. And you met great people over there, women who became your good friends. Yes, exactly. That's the beauty of it. Singing connects people, definitely. Definitely, yeah. That's definitely true. And, and one thing that I love about Voices International is also the, the different people you meet there, whether in terms of uh, where they're from, in terms of ages. So there, there's like a very broad uh, age range also in the choir. And it's very, again, interesting to see that you can actually be very good friends with people that are your own age, but you can also get along with people that are double your age. And that's totally fine because as you said, Singing connects people, brings people together. So we're all there for the same goal. So it's, I think it's normal that we become friends. And it's a good channel to express emotions and, and feelings. Yes. Most probably yes. to express your sensitivity. And, uh, and through music and singing, what have you learned about Luxembourgish people and their culture in the way a choir is organized? I know it's a very international choir, but still, not all choirs are organized the same, probably. No, exactly. And I and I think for Voices International, it's actually, I think it really shows a bit also the feeling of the country itself, specifically because it's an international choir. So again, we have a lot of nationalities. I think we usually have between 25 and 30 different nationalities each season. So I think it's really a reflex of, of Luxembourg as a country. And the way, the way it's organized, again, like... Um, I would say because because it's such an international community in the choir, it can be more open. The other choirs I've been singing with, they were in Portugal or they were in Boston, right? So it was mostly American people when I was in Boston and Portuguese people when I'm in Portugal. And here I really feel um, it's kind of the, the picture of the country itself. Very, very open to different cultural backgrounds and to host people exactly. from everywhere. In your opinion, between a passion and the practice of your profession abroad, which is often very demanding in terms of time and energy, is it possible to find this balance between practicing a passion, which is for you singing, and the practice of your profession abroad? Yes, yes. I mean, definitely. I and I, th but I think for that, like, you have to want it, right? You really have to want it, and you. And for me, it was never a question or a doubt that I would join a choir when I was coming to Luxembourg. I knew from the beginning. And I really want to, let's let's say it like that. If I get a job that doesn't allow me to sing, maybe I just quit the job and find another another one, you know? So that's that's how passionate I am about it. Because I, I really think it's important for the balance, right? Like, because life, it's not only work. 
there's much more around it. And for me, the the singing hobby, it's it's very, very important. So I know that if I had a job that didn't allow me to sing, I would be very unhappy. So I cannot let that happen. So you've been exposed uh, with singing in different choirs, in different countries. And what have you learned about yourself along the way? I've learned that I can also, uh, I mean, singing has also helped me overcome some of my insecurities and some of my issues on a more uh, personal level. When I sing and when I when I I'm with my people from the choir and just they're singing, I'm I'm able to disconnect fully from whatever the worries I can have in my life, whether it's professional or personally, right? So it's kind of we enter a bubble almost where we can just be singing and not thinking about anything else. So I've learned that that's very important for me and for my balance as a, an individual. And I had a very recent experience where I actually overcome one of my fears about singing solo. And that just happened a couple of months back, also with Voices International. So it actually helped me to overcome some of these feelings that I had that I could not uh, sing solo or something that I've developed over the years. I don't I don't think I was like that when I started singing, but then over the years I, I became very aware of my voice and very nervous about singing solo. And I just I feel I overcome that issue a couple of months back. So it's something that also yeah, I, I I've learned with the choir, right? That I can overcome those issues too. Again, if I'm persistent and if I believe, let's say in myself and in my dreams. Things can can work out for the for the best. Thank you for sharing. We are slowly nearing the end of our interview, Joanna. Would you like to share any plans you have for the future? Or would you like to see yourself in five years, if you have any idea? I actually, I've learned in the past that I don't like that much to do such long-term plans, even five years, because as I mentioned in the beginning, when I came It's to Luxembourg, <laughs> it is long, it is long. And I think a lot of things can change from one year to the other. And sometimes even in a couple of months, things can change. And when I come to Luxembourg, I thought I was only staying for six months. I ended up staying at least five years. So I really cannot predict where I want to be. In five years, I know I'm usually not a person who's afraid of uh, new challenges, whether that will um, mean going back to Portugal or moving to another country or just staying in Luxembourg. I know that for now and for the present, I'm very happy here. Um, and I actually had some opportunities in the past year to search for a job in a different country or to move abroad again. Um, and I, de I decided to stay. That's how I know I'm happy here for now. But again, like the future, uh, I honestly don't know. We'll see. I, I, I'm, I'm a person that also, I feel I fight for what I want, but I'm also a lot of going with the flow and see how things can turn out uh, to me. Of course, if something is important to me, I will fight for it, right? And if at some point it will be important to me to move to Portugal or to move to another country, I will certainly do it. But I also like to see what, what life shows me. I feel that my, especially my professional career in the past, it was a bit like that. I always had some doors open to me. Um, and of course, I decided to enter and to follow that path. Not everyone can do that, of course. So it's hard to me to imagine myself in five years. I honestly don't know because I feel there's so, there's so many opportunities, so, so much stuff that can happen, so 
Going with the flow is certainly a wise philosophy to adopt. Yes. Certainly in current circumstances. Anyway, you are open to the unexpected. Yes, I yeah. am. And I think uh, if the opportunities are there, then there will be the time for me to decide if I want to take them or not. Um, That's great. And uh, I will close with a final question. This is a recurring one. I I like to ask to, to women I interview, if in your case, if a friend asks you for advice because she has a job offer for Luxembourg and she is still hesitating to leave, what advice would you give her? I feel I'm a bit biased because I really enjoy Luxembourg and I'm very happy here, but I would definitely tell her to come. I would definitely tell her, I'm here for you. You know, mm -hmm. you can even, uh, I, I'll support you in the beginning uh, if you struggle or if, if you have issues adapting or, but I will tell her Luxembourg is a very international country, um, is a very welcoming country. I feel it's easy. Uh, and again, like sometimes I say these things and I know it's, this is my opinion because of my particular experience here, right? And I, I feel that someone in the exact same situation as me might have um, a different experience and a different opinion. But for me personally, it's really worth it to come. Um, it's easy to make friends. It's easy to meet people because of the international community. I feel that having a contact, at least one person, is already a plus in the whole experience, which is something that happened to me when I came. Um, and I think it's, yes, it definitely can make things easier for the person coming. Thank you very much, Joanna, for sharing a part of your experience abroad. It was very inspiring. And I thank you very much. I wish you good luck for the future. Um, my best wishes. Thank you, Francoise. Thank you again for the invitation. It was a pleasure uh, to me to be here and sharing a bit of my experience uh, with you, hopefully to inspire other women to move abroad. Thank you. Bye-bye, Joanna. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for following us in this episode. Because an international experience can awaken incentives and reveal new aspects in women's identities, Women Abroad is the podcast that appeals to young women everywhere. Did you like this episode? Like it and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts and share it with your friends. You can also rate us and review us. Would you like to share your experience abroad? Whether you are a student, an early career woman or a more experienced professional, contact me on my page women underscore abroad underscore on Instagram and women abroad on Facebook. You can also listen to the episodes on my website women-abroad-coaching.com. I wish you a great day and a bright life. Talk to you soon.